Welcome back to the Goal to Go podcast, week four of the NFL season, episode five. Alex, Tyler, we're going to start off with our picks from last week, how we did, hot or not, and then jump right into our week four predictions. Yes, sir. Last week I went eight and eight. You went 10 and six, just a little bit better on the year now. 27 and 21, you're 28 and 20. Got a locks, fam. If you had a locks, you'd be 38 and 0. <laughs> so we're just going to jump right into the hotter knot. Yeah. First one I'm going to start you off with Raiders lost the Devontae Adams trade. Um, I'm going to say that is a hot take just because they didn't give up any like future draft, like future picks. Now, like if they gave up picks for this year's draft, then I think. That would be um, like even worse because they're zero and three now, so those picks would be so much better. But at the end of the day, the Packers are what leading their division right now, and the Raiders are zero and three. So I get you kind of have to say the Raiders lost the trade, but because Devontae Adams hasn't really helped them win games at all, he's having a pretty good season. But I mean, I think. Instead of saying the Raiders lost this trade, I think you want to say Devontae Adams kind of lost this trade because, I mean, we just see you go from a team like the Packers, all you do is win, playing with one of the greatest quarterback talents of all time. And then during the offseason, you call Derek Carr a Hall of Fame talent, and then you proceed to start the season off 0-3, losing games that you should have won, and you're competitive in all of them. So it's just them not being able to finish. So... Yeah, I I mean, I think in hindsight, it was a decently, it was a pretty fair trade. I mean, the Packers drafted Quay Walker. He's a solid linebacker starting for them now. And then Christian Watson, who's been up and down during camp, just battling injuries. So, I mean, the Packers didn't get the greatest package in return. But I think if you'd ask um, Devonta Adams right now who he'd rather have him throwing the ball and where he would rather be, it's Green Bay. Also with the Rodgers, too. I'm, I mean, he definitely misses Adams. Yeah, Rodgers definitely does. All right, next one. Herbert should sit out till his ribs is healed. I'm going to say that is a hot take. I don't think, especially after last week, losing to the Jags in that fashion, they need Justin Herbert to be in those games. Did like, you watch Justin Herbert? He wasn't good, bro. But, I mean, if they want to have any chance to win games, I think him – not fully healthy at all. Like in, they just need any version of Justin Herbert out there. Chase, I mean, who's their backup? Like fuck, I, like I Chase Daniels, know. I think. Like, I mean, they're not gonna win any games. They're in a super competitive division. I think for Justin Herbert's like better overall health. Yeah, he should probably sit out, and it'd be better in the long term. But I mean, after that loss last week, Herbert he really didn't look good. That team didn't look good. I think the Jags are a lot better than what people think. So I wouldn't say that's a bad loss, but I mean, and they have At no home. home field advantage, so like you can't really count home for the Chargers. And it is Chase yeah. Daniel, unless you want to throw Easton Stick into the <laughs> Easton game. Stick. Oh man, shout out North Dakota State, man, <laughs> producing their quarterback factory. Yeah, what like Wins, third string Trey Lance, Easton Stick. Come no, on. but. Yeah, I think this, no, the smart decision is to sit on Justin Herbert out, but if they want to win franchise QB playing it is, a yeah, fractured yeah, yeah. rib. But if they want to win games, I think 
Actually, no. Rashawn Slater's out now for the year two. Actually, no. Sit that nigga out, bro. He no, bro. Do not play him, fam. But you do get Keenan Allen back. I think he will play though. How many targets? I think Mike Williams had like one catch last game. Was that yeah, touchdown? Yeah. It doesn't matter, bro. Justin Herbert clearly just—he was under pressure a lot that game too. From the Jags D line, it's not like that's an elite <laughs> pass rush. The Jags have. A solid D line. They have a solid D line. It's not elite. Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker. Like, come on, those are two like plus pass rushers. They got speed off the ball. That linebacker. Yeah, Jags have been playing pretty good, man. We'll get into that in a little. Uh, <coughs> the Colts are now legit contenders in the South after beating the Chiefs. I am gonna say that's not a hot take. The Colts were my pick to win the AFC South, so I'm going to stick with it. That was a really good win for them, and I think right now they are the front runner. Even though the Jags have been playing very good, and that's the team I'm high on, I'm just going to stick with my pick. I think it's between between them two right now, but the Jags don't have a win like that on their record. I mean, they beat the Colts pretty handily, but they the Colts aren't the Chiefs, so I, w- I would say the Colts right now are in are in contention or are front runners for the division. I only had three hot knots this week, so <clears throat> go ahead and throw me some. All right. Um start off with this one. Hot or not, Justin Fields won't have a game with over two hundred and twenty passing yards. Two twenty. I'm gonna say that's not a hot take. First off, <laughs> the Bears don't throw the football. Second off, even if he does have like a good game, you're talking two hundred I'm going to say 200 passing yards and maybe like 80 rushing or like 150 and 100 rushing. Like Mm -hmm. Khalil Herbert, David Montgomery got hurt in the first quarter. Khalil Herbert came in. Yeah, he had a monster. Started snapping like two tutties, 150 yards on the ground. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're getting 150 yards, usually it's Montgomery and Herbert uh, duo tandem. It's crazy. Uh, I don't think Fields really needs to throw the ball that much like that. It's just not not the Bears' play style, and in Chicago playing later in the year, weather is going to become a factor. And I know he played at OSU, but like, come on. Yeah, and I think well, I think Week One was the most yards he had all season was like one twenty or something like that. And that like, was in yeah. a downpour, flooded field. Yeah, against the Packers, you only had like seventy passing yards or some crazy shit like that. <laughs> That's sad. <Yeah. laughs> Modern day football, you, you'd have never thought. You take your quarterback in the first round, and you're not even letting him throw the football. All right, next one. Hot or not, Lamar will lead the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns. That's not a hot, not a hot take. I mean, Lamar's been balling right now. He's mm-hmm. easily one of the best QBs, if not the best. He's played the best so far this season. I know we're only through uh, a few weeks, but, I mean, come on, three weeks, he's the best. Former MVP. Uh, when you get guys trying to stack the box and contain Lamar, opens up the passing downfield, and he's hit Duvernay and Bateman multiple times. Those guys are elite, yeah. not elite, but no, they're good. Uh, yeah. They're good weapons. They're for good Lamar. options on the outside. Yeah, and Mark Andrews obviously his favorite target. If they could get like the actual running backs going, offense is going to be scary. Yeah, Dobbins coming back. I think he played last week, but you know, it yeah, happened he was like first week back. Yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll be more healthy these next few weeks. You think he has a better year than his MVP year? 
I think he could. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to say he will, but he definitely could. And if he does, I mean, that's another MVP under Lamar's belt. And <laughs> there's no reason <laughs> the Ravens have no excuse not to pay him. Mm, not if Jalen Hurts has anything to say. Well, I mean, all right. You talk about MVPs. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I was just talking about paying the man. But, yeah, go no, ahead. Yeah, throw yeah. a little Philly in he there. Gotta, yeah, Lamar should be paid. But I think, um, I think he's on track to have – like a Aaron Judge type year, you know. Aaron Judge didn't take the contract, bet on himself, and now he's about to hit what sixty one homers if everyone doesn't walk him anymore. But Lamar triple crown, bro. Yeah, yeah. Lamar didn't take the pay, didn't take the extension, bet on himself this next season, and I mean it looks like he's gonna be the league MVP as of now if he stays healthy. So I think those are the kind of two situations you can look at to say where both guys bet on themselves to make big money, and they're both going to be right. I mean, Aaron Judge next year, next offseason, could get, like, the biggest contract in baseball history. And Lamar, if he keeps playing at this level, he could be the highest-paid quarterback in the league next year. So, Ten touchdowns, two picks through three games. Yeah, I think he has the um, 749 passing yards. The most touchdowns, and he has the best um, quarterback rating right now as well, too. He's got 63 completion percentage and a 119 QBR. Yeah, Lamar's been balling through the air and um, on the ground. All right. And, and, and for Aaron Judge, he has an agent, though. <laughs> well, yeah, and they're both in the same place. So <laughs> Lamar's going to be making more money because he doesn't have to pay his agent. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, 5%? All right. Um, You want an Eagles or Dolphins question first, bro? Bro, hit me with the Dolphins. All right. Hot or not, the Dolphins will have a top five defense by the end of the year. That's not a hot take, bro. <laughs> that is not. And you're laughing. I don't know why. No. Um, I just said it with confidence because they still got, in my opinion, a top corner in the league in X. Uh, against the Bills, did a good job. The week before that, um, against the Ravens, it was a little shaky. But, I mean. It got blurred. <sighs> every great corner is going to get blurred. I mean. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. There's no way you don't allow catches in the NFL. Um, but he balled out last week. D-line's going crazy. Jalen Phillips, young stud. Emmanuel Ogbo off the edge. He's good. Um, underrated Christian Wilkins at the tackle position. Um, does a great job. Jerome Baker was all over the field. Byron Jones is going to come back. I mean, Javon Holland's a dog. Brandon Jones, safety. Two young guys. I mean, they could definitely finish top five, no doubt. It's it's a good defense, and I know people are sleeping on it. Tua talked about it post game that they saw the offense go out and win a game uh, against the Ravens, and then they saw the defense do it against the Bills. But I want to talk about the Lamar Jackson, <laughs> Josh Allen throw. You sent me the video, Coach Jason Brown on TikTok when <laughs> I saw it live. Josh Allen hesitated on that out route where McKenzie was wide open. Mm-hmm. And that that's what cost him the game right there. Although his I think he hurt his hand. He his, du- he like double clutched it. I think his finger he messed his finger up. So he could bring it to that, but I mean it's that's like a, a, that's a, the easiest what, throw of Josh Allen's career. Pass, yeah. Like, yeah. There was another dirt. Yeah. You said you threw that pass in football Sunday and pick up, so if you could <laughs> throw it, I'm sure Josh Allen could. All right. Hit me with your Eagles. And the last one, hot or not, the Eagles will have the best record in football this year. That's not a hot take. Um, 
Let me just read you our next. Yeah, I was just about to say, bro. You play in NFC yeah. what or East? So the Jags at home, Cowboys at home, at Texans, at Colts, and Titans at home. Then the at Bears. That's who's, who's the toughest opponent out of those games? Out of any of them, the rest of the season. The rest of the season, I would I would say we play the um the Packers at home in November, a primetime game. I would say that would be our, our hardest one. Yeah, I mean, come on, they play in the NFC and then the NFC East as well. Like, they're front runners to win the NFC, bro. If they don't. If they don't finish a top two seed, it's a disappointment. Mm. But the way they're playing I, I right agree now, with I mean, you. yeah, they could they run the NFC easily. Yeah, I think yeah, we kind of have to win the NFC right now, especially. I mean, if you don't win, it's it's cool. If you come in like third or fourth, then it's rough. You barely win your division. It just depends on the losses. Like I'm looking right now, like. We could. I mean, there's I mean, gonna be a couple losses and upsets, but I mean, yeah, we could lose at Arizona, maybe. Hollywood Brown looked good last week. He did. He looked. Even, maybe that offense gets clicking in Arizona. He looked good on my bench too in fantasy. <laughs> looked great in my starting lineup. I'll tell you that much. Won me my week. <clears throat> Listen, this bro, this Jags game coming up this week might be like the second hardest game of our schedule, like until we play the Packers. I mean, I'm going to talk about that with my pick because, but I was literally just watching Ryan Clark talk about the Eagles and he said that he's his favorite to win the NFC, that they should run away with it. So we should look, definitely look, oh man, yeah, but that was it. That was all my, my, that was all, all of my hot or not. So let's get into the picks. Yeah, man. I mean, starting off Dolphins, Bengals. Thursday night, two weeks in a row, I get one of my teams on Thursday night. Get to watch the whole game just for that. Um, I mean, come on. I got the Dolphins on the road against Joe Bengal, <laughs> Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I mean, come on, man. Even if Tua doesn't play with that back injury, um, quote unquote. I think it's concussed, bro. Just say, call it how it is. I don't think the NFL is going to find anything. But anyways, um, <laughs> bro, I saw it was like, when I saw him get up, I, I didn't think he was ever coming back in. But uh, Teddy, on those three plays, did not look good, did not look like he was playing back at his quote-unquote home in Miami. But <laughs> I mean, quote-unquote, it is. It's where yeah, he's from. But, <laughs> it's where he's from, but he wasn't playing like that's where he's from. Um. He, it was like a screen of Tyreek, oh, and he man. threw it like four yards behind him. Uh, so glove Teddy, man. Obviously, Teddy's a, a good backup, but if he has time to prepare, he'll obviously do better than just getting thrown out into the fire. Mm-hmm. Either way, Dolphins going to have to get that ground game going. The defense, I just, I don't know. I watched the Bengals too much throughout the year to really know that I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. And I, I think the Dolphins' defense, especially in a primetime Thursday night game where it's more low scoring, I just yeah. think they'll be able to prevail. Uh, I'm going to pick the Bengals. I just think, you know, we kind of talked about last week against the Jets. That was a good bounce-back game for the Bengals, and it was. They got their confidence back. They 
They put up some points. Burrow looked better. And I just think the Dolphins, they're coming off of two, like, crazy, crazy tough wins, you know. And then they have to turn it around on a short week. It's going to be tough. I just think right now the Bengals are um, they're more stable. The Dolphins could easily win this game. I think it'll be a really good game. But I just think um, that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase connection gets back on track. T. Higgins another week back healthy. Hopefully Joe Mixon plays. I saw he got um, banged up last week. That'll be a big um, plus for the Bengals. But like you said, talking about that Dolphins team, um, when they beat the Ravens, the offense went out and got that win, and their defense really, really showed up against the um, what people think was the best team in the league. And I saw a lot of – everyone was talking about, like, oh, like the Bills had, like, major injuries in their secondary. Like, they had four starters out or whatever. Like, they played a bunch of super young guys. But, I mean, they played decent. You know, the Dolphins – only put up what? How many points did they score? Like 21, 24? What was the score? Yeah, it was. Yeah. They scored three touchdowns. Yeah, they, they only scored three touchdowns. Tyree Kill had like a goose egg. He yeah, did absolutely he like nothing, you know? Points. So it's not like the Dolphins went out there and put up 50 on the Bills and the offense just couldn't keep up. No. The defense played really good. Playmakers made plays and they needed them to. Jalen Phillips stepped up. He had a good game. Javon Holland, like every time I looked at the screen, it was like Javon Holland was somewhere near the ball. He should have like making plays. You feel me? So I think, I think this Dolphins defense is it looks legit. And Melvin Ingram too. That's who I was forgetting on that D line. That rotation with those DNs. I'm not saying it's prime Melvin Ingram, but he went out and made another play last week. Another fumble recovery. He's right now is finding the ball, which is good, and had a big time sack. Yeah. But I think um, this three-game stretch for the Dolphins is brutal. If they can come out with three with this win right here against the Bengals, it'll that'll be really really impressive. But I just think right now the Bengals they've turned it around. They're looking pretty good, and also to it with that question mark, we don't really know what's gonna happen with that on a short week as well. So I just think right now the Dolphins kind of got like they just have too much going on right now, and the Bengals are the more like the more safe, steady pick. And it's in Cincinnati, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna rock with the Bengals with that one. And and the Dolphins O line is a little banged up. Armstead he's had this toe injury the whole time. Yeah, I don't know. We had our third string tackle out against the Bills like for <laughs> part of the game, and we switched like Robert Hunt from guard to tackle because the third string was getting exposed. I can't even remember his name, but. It should be a good game, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Another Thursday night. Divi- not a divisional matchup, but AFC matchup. AFC conference, yeah. yeah. Um, moving on, you got Washington Commanders in Dallas against the Cowboys. It's Cooper Rush's quarterback, 2-0. and Undefeated as Four- a starter. Yeah, what is he, 3-0? and Yeah. Yeah, undefeated as a starter. And two, he played a primetime game last week. And-, and the one against the Vikings last year was primetime as well. Yeah, so he's two and zero in prime time, and then, I mean, who'd they beat in week two? Um, the Bengals. Yeah, they beat the Bengals. So I mean, it's not like Cooper Rush is throwing for like three fifty or anything, but I mean, he's getting the job done right now. Mm-hmm. Cowboys fans, that's all you can ask for, especially after Dak did so bad in week one. Yeah. Um, and this one I got the Cowboys. I think they're just a better overall team, mm-hmm. starting to get their playmakers more involved. As the season's progressed, the commander's total opposite. Scary Terry hasn't seen anything. Their offense looks abysmal. 
Yeah, I'm going to rock with the Cowboys here, too. Cooper Rush is going to be 4-0 as a starter. I just, yeah, like you said, I like this Cowboys team at home coming off of a um, nice divisional win against the Giants. It was a sloppy game, but free enough for everything was going on. I think the Cowboys, they played good def- good football, and their defense really stood out. Micah Parsons was a little banged up or whatever, but, I mean, he still had a great game. Demarcus Lawrence look, is looking like he's turning back the clock a little bit. Get, he got some good pressure on Danny Dimes. And I think Trayvon Diggs made a play last week, uh, last night as well, and got an interception. So yeah, the last drive, he yeah. Off. So the, this Cowboys defense, I mean, and then for the Commanders coming off of a week where they allowed nine sacks on Carson Wentz, I mean, going up against what in my eyes is the best defensive player in football right now, on Michael Parsons. He's been making plays every week, and he's looking like the front runner for defensive player of the year with T.J. Watt being injured. I just don't think it'll bode well as a good matchup. Dallas is at home. I think Micah Parsons, he could be in in for like an insane game. Carson Wentz could be sacked for five plus times again next week. I do think the commander's offense is they're good enough to put up points. So I think they'll score a few points. I think they might be able to get three touchdowns and maybe a field goal or so. But I just think this Cowboys defense will kind of just put on like a performance of just dominance, de- dominant defense. And Cooper Rush will do what he needs to do, like you said. Just get the ball in the hands of the playmakers. Let Zeke get a few runs up the middle. T- work Tony Pollard on the outside like they did last night. And I think the Cowboys should win this one pretty handily. One hand CD. Yeah. And he needs and two hands to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to catch the one he actually needed. Yeah. That game could have been a lot. Yeah. I think um, CD dropped one and then... Another receiver dropped a nice pass too. Uh-oh. I think uh, the Giants were drops all around. Oh, we we're, like, we're not even gonna talk about the Giants, man. <laughs> the Cowboys had 24 pressures last night, the most through three weeks in the NFL. Yeah, their D line was getting after it. Um, moving on, Minnesota Vikings in New Orleans against the Saints. This one was tough for me. I wanted to pick the Vikings. I'm gonna go with the little upset at home. With the Saints, I feel like they really haven't had a week where it's clicked. Mm. Um, Callaway had a crazy catch on Jameis throwing like triple coverage almost. <laughs> um, classic Jameis stuff. But he threw for like 300 plus yards and lost that game last week. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got to limit the turnovers uh, and limit Jefferson on the other side. They got to get Kamara. He hasn't really gotten it going. No, nah, he's they, been binged up. They got to find a way to get him some plays and just yeah. kind of get those easy ones. That once he sees them go, we know what Kamara can do. I mean, he had, what, six touchdowns in a game before? You got to get that guy that was going. last year, wasn't it? Yeah. The year before? Yeah. You got to get him going. Yeah. Um, Kind of for some of the same reasons you said, I'm going to pick the Vikings. I think the Saints, their offenses, they're just, there's just too many missed opportunities, man. You know, like you said, they got to get Kamara going. I think last week he had like seven targets in a passing game, but only had two receptions. That's just them not connecting, being on the same page. And then Chris Olave has been balling out. That's like the only receiver Jameis has been looking at, but they can't connect on that long ball touchdown. I mean, a few overthrows, a drop here and there. I mean, they're just, he's one big play from catching the touchdown, but. I don't think it comes this week against the Vikings. I think J-Jets also has a big bounce-back game. 
He's been kind of quiet these past two weeks after having an insane week one. And I think Dalvin Cook is going to play this game. I know he dislocated his shoulder or whatever, but... I mean, he'll pop it back in place, and he'll he'll be out there. He'll be fine. Pop but I think it back we, in place and pop a perk. <laughs> yeah. I think we do see a little bit more of um, Alexander Madison sprinkled in, too, just to kind of keep the workload even or not run Dalvin Cook into the ground. But I like the Vikings, man. I just think right now they're the better overall team. That Saints defense does scare me a little bit. They're, they're playing really good football, but... I just think the playmakers on the Vikings offense show up and they make one or two big plays that give them this win. I don't, I do think this will be a close game though. A little five six one legend finally got involved in the Saints offense last <laughs> week. Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith. Yeah, I think I think JJ's has a big game though. I think he goes over over eight catches and uh, one twenty yards. I was going to say over one ten yards. Yeah, I think he has over easy one over one ten makes uh, Marshawn Lattimore his son. You know Lattimore's ready to talk, bro. I'm not worried about it. Come on, man. JJS is a different beast compared to Mike Evans. Um, moving on. New York Jets in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Another um split between us on the picks. I went with the home team Steelers at home. They they gotta find a way to win. We were talking about it. If Kenny Pickett should be starting pretty soon or not. I think he should. I know Steelers fans are calling for it. He should have started the season, bro. Trubisky, you saw you saw the frustration Thursday night against the Browns. I mean, he didn't look terrible, but he was missing some easy, easy plays. Easy. It, the Steelers got to find a way to get Najee really going. They just give him the ball. It's kind of like last season. He's getting like just touches and like four yards of carry or whatever. Yeah. They got to find a way to get their weapons involved. Deontay Johnson, too. I just think against the Jets, if you want to have anything for this season, you got to come out with a win here in week four. Otherwise, they're going to drop to one and three, and it's not going to look good. Yeah. And that Steelers offense, I mean, just looking at this team, you can tell they're they're a quarterback away. Like if they have a serviceable quarterback, they don't even need a top ten quarterback, bro. Put somebody like bro, put like Tua in this offense. You feel me? Put Trevor Lawrence. You know he's on the rise. He's looking like he and is t- a top Tua's ten quarterback on the rise right now. Too, bro. Yeah, these are two quarterbacks that you aren't. They're not elite. You, you put could Jaylen put Her- Jacoby Brissett over there, and they'd be looking good. I think you can. Put pretty much anybody starting wise in this offense and they look better. But I just think the Steelers have a good weapon room. I mean, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, he's a really good tight end. Najee Harris. I mean, these are all people that can, these are all players that we've seen NFL make big boy. explosive plays. George Pickens with arguably the greatest catch from a rookie besides right, Odell. Right, hold on, hold on. While, while we're talking about this, why it's almost a decade later and I got as soon as he catches the ball them comparing it to Odell can we stop can we let Odell live his life and George Pickens live his life Odell was getting held caught the ball with three fingers Pickens one hand was nice bro but yeah it's, o- I, and Odell's was a touchdown they're just reaching I I, I don't get it man I want to say I want to say it's a reach no they're it's reaching the, bro it's, it's a, a they just want to throw it in there I don't know for the hype 
just let the man live. It was a great catch. No, it was a really great crit. It was a really great catch. But we got to compare every one hand behind the head to Odell Beckham no, from this point no, no. on. This, this is different, bro. This one, it was a rookie. Odell was a rookie when he made that catch. And two, you mean we see the talent George Pickens has. He has somewhat of the same talent as what we saw rookie Odell. Now, I'm not going to say he's going to have the same production because Odell had Eli Manning, although he was on the backside of his career, he was still a really he was still a good quarterback. He was throwing him targets though. Exactly. I mean, we see who the Steelers have. But that was if it wasn't for Odell's catch, that's the greatest catch we've ever seen by a rookie. Yeah, but, but so like Odell's catch is on a different pedestal. So I mean, now we that's just what gotta, I was, like no, yeah, he just like three fingers. He literally caught three the ball fingers like this. Was being held and as a touchdown. No, but George Pickens' catch was insane. It was, but just let the man live with the catch. Don't <laughs> you don't have to compare him to Odell. Odell literally hated the what came with the catch. It arguably ruined his career. You you could say that, but I just think it's the quarterback play. I mean, we saw what happened when he went to staff. That as well, a really but good like, quarterback. I mean, that pressure and he put and on someone. Yeah, it just he was in New York. You know, the big market as just what comes with playing in New York and you know making like they, a crazy love play you or whatever. Or hate you over there. Yeah, like, so it it was a really like a polarizing situation. But I mean, the Steelers they just they they should have just started Kenny Pickett from the start. I'm gonna be honest. We've seen Mitch Trubisky. We saw what he did. Now people will say, "Oh, Mitch Trubisky took a team to the playoffs." Well, yeah, that was that defense the Bears had that year was one of the best defenses in the league. That defense was elite. They were pretty much winning games with that defense, and Mitch Trubisky was being a game manager. So you can't really. They are kind of similar situations, but I don't think the Steelers' defense right now is as good as that Chicago's Bears' defense was back then. And plus. Kenny Pickett, you just got to go with the upside at this point. We know what Mitch Trubisky is. We know his ceiling. Kenny Pickett, we don't really know. He was the only quarterback drafted in the first round this year. I mean, I really don't see a reason why they wouldn't want to start him. I think you wouldn't want to start Kenny Pickett if he's hot, if he's what you drafted him to be, then you ride with him, okay? He's not as good. He needs to develop more. We take him out, then we put Mitch in. I just don't really understand what they were like. I don't understand why these teams draft quarterbacks this high in the first round and don't play him. Like, it just really doesn't make sense. Like, everyone's not going to be Aaron Rodgers where you sit for three years and you're one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Like, everyone's not going to be Pat Mahomes where you sit behind Alex Smith and then when he moves on, you know, you got the perfect situation and the perfect coaching. So, I think the Steelers just need to just figure out what they're going to do. Get Kenny Pickett out there. Hopefully, he he has to make better plays than Mitch Trubisky. But this week, they're playing the Jets, man. Zach Wilson, he's back. He's healthy. I was higher on this Jets team. This young talent is looking good on offense and defense. Sauce Gardner Gardner held Jamar Chase to no catches on him last week. Jermaine Johnson's been playing pretty good on the D-line. And then, I mean, we've seen what Garrett Wilson has been doing over these past few weeks. I think he had a touchdown in the first three games. Or the first, I know he had one in like the first two games, but Garrett Wilson's been playing really good. Brees Hall is getting involved more and more. All this team is missing is a serviceable quarterback with the upside of Zach Wilson, with the arm talent of Zach Wilson, 
And I think this Jets team can be pretty good. And I think against the Steelers, it's a tougher defense, but no TJ Watt. I think this is a good week for the Jets to come out and get a statement win in Pittsburgh. It'll look really good on their resume. And I got the Jets upsetting the Steelers and getting it done on the road. Gary Wilson has two touchdowns. That was against the Browns for 102 yards. He has 214 yards on the season on 18 catches. Oh, he had both of those touchdowns against the Browns? Yeah. Oh. He's I think I was thinking of um, Jahan Dotson. He's averaging uh, about 12 yards a catch almost. So, so solid for Wilson for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the Jets have decent weapons. Get um Elijah Moore involved more. Corey Davis, like we yeah, mentioned before. They might have was weapons, a top, but... Was a top I'm just pick. Not, not believing in Mr. BYU. Their O line's improved. Although they missing Makai Beckton, they have a, a decent O line, you know, middle of the pack. Listen, man. Jets Nation, man. Come on, man. J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Get it done in Pittsburgh. Moving on. Chicago Bears in New York at MetLife against the Giants. This was another one, but. Here's where I got your boy uh, Justin Fields throwing for 150, rushing for 100. <laughs> um, getting the win against the Giants after what I saw last week. That offensive line was just non-existent for Danny Dimes. He did everything in his power mm-hmm. to try to win that game, and his weapons failed him. Kenny Galladay, I don't know what happened to him. I loved him in Detroit. He was solid He receiver. was a beast, bro. Like, and now it's the highest paid receiver, and they almost don't even want him there at all. I don't think you do. Um, I got the Bears getting this one out. Even if Montgomery doesn't play, Khalil Herbert, dog, I mean. He looked good. You just, I feel like anyone could get pressures against the Giants at this point. 24 in a game is if you're a quarterback in the NFL and you're asking him to go out and win you a game, you're asking for the impossible. Yeah, that's tough. Um, Listen, we've seen, at this point, I think the Bears and the Giants are kind of in the same boat, man. Yeah. The Giants are at home. We saw what the Giants do with, you know, inferior teams. They beat the Panthers. who they beat before the Cowboys? It was, um, who did the Giants just beat? They beat the, the Titans. Titans, the Titans week yeah. Week one. On that Saquon two point conversion. Yeah. Um I just I just think the Giants are a better team than the Bears right now. They're at home, coming off of a tough loss. I think they bounce back, get another win in the column. And the Bears, like you said, I mean they're they're just limited everywhere on offense if they're not handing the ball off. So I'm a, I'm gonna rock with the Giants. So Evan Neal, I'm looking at it right now. Pass block grade was a twenty seven point three. It's not good. Ben Breedson, left guard, 22.3. Left tackle, Devery Hamilton. He had a 60 overall grade. They didn't even have a pass block grade. <laughs> I don't even think he. Andrew yeah. Thomas was the only one with a good grade. He had a 77.7 pass block rating and a 79.5 overall. You look at it. Um, yeah, if center, your name isn't Andrew Thomas on that Giants online right now, it, you, you're not looking too good. Their center, John Feliciano, 77 run block rating, but a 57 
five pass block rating. Yeah, that's so not good. Clearly, when Daniel Jones drops back the pass, not many good things are happening. Yeah, and even if Daniel Jones did have all the time in the world, good things wouldn't really happen either. <laughs> I think he'd have maybe a win against the Cowboys. Maybe. But moving on, Tennessee Titans in Indianapolis against the Colts. Coming off a big win. I got the Colts. Titans have looked disappointing. The Colts have looked disappointing. Colts got a big win mm-hmm. last week against yeah. Kansas City, what I thought would be the lock of the year almost. Yeah, you um, Yeah, you were like that's like the the biggest lock ever. You were like dude, the Chiefs are gonna put up like forty or something like that. I don't know if I said the Chiefs are gonna put up forty, but I definitely said moving on, like that game's a lock for sure, but I mean the Titans, they just if they don't find a way to win, they gotta blow up their whole team after this. Yeah, I think the Colts coming off of a big win last week, kinda they got everyone back healthy. I think as the season goes on, these players get healthier. If they can stay healthy, they gotta that old line is looking shaky, man. They gotta work on keeping Matt Ryan upright in the pocket because I mean he's not one of these New age quarterbacks that can just run around and avoid pressure like a Lamar or Jalen Hurts or Mahomes or Herbert. So they got to protect Matt Ryan. They got to get Jonathan Taylor going, man. I mean, arguably the best running back in the league right now. He had the best season last year. He just really isn't getting it done for them. So Frank Wright needs to, you know, scheme something up. He has the Super Bowl caliber. He was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, and we had a really good rank game that year. So hopefully they can figure out what to do to get Jonathan Taylor going. But the Titans, they played good against the Raiders last week. I mean, it came down to the last possession with Kevin Byer making an interception in the end zone. So that game could have gone either way. I was I was gonna say I got I didn't give credit to the Titans last week, but either way, I mean, I picked them to win AFC South, so they're disappointing me. Yeah, but I just think right now, coming off a, a really nice win. The Colts will get it rolling, and I think the Titans at home, they should be able to get it done. Moving on. Los Angeles Chargers on the road in Houston against the Texans. I said, or my hot or not, should Herbert sit out? Personally, I think he should, not only for his health, but just you got to let him rest for a little, get that rib right. Otherwise, he's going to be grimacing like he did. All day, but still, I think it should be good enough to beat the Texans. Now, with that being said, if the Texans win, it wouldn't totally shock me. But the Chargers should get it done on the road. I mean, Damian Pierce had a solid week last week. He did. The Chargers, we, you know the Chargers can't stop can't the run. Can't stop the run. So. That's the weakest part of their defense. They got a pass rush. Yeah. Um, They got the secondary. Joey Bosa went out, too. Yeah, he's hurt. Yeah. Is he questionable or is he out? I'm not sure. I just saw he got injured. I don't know if he if he'll be playing or whatever. But but he, even if he doesn't play, that's mm-hmm. a game they should win against the Texans. Yeah. If this team finally wants to make the playoffs, you, you gotta, gotta you gotta win games. You lost to the Jags already. All right, cool. The Jags, you know, they're on to come up. But the Texans, you lose back to back weeks like that, it's just demoralizing for the Chargers. Yeah. I think I'm a, I'm a rock with the Chargers too, and I think like you said, there was ever a time to sit Justin Herbert out. It would be against the Texans on the road. Joey Bosa is out with a significant groin injury. Oh uh, yeah, so he gonna he gonna miss some time. 
Good thing they signed Khalil Mack. <laughs> but, which I think he leads the league in sacks. But anyways, yeah, the Chargers, I mean, like you said, if we think, if we all think they're this top-tier team, like everyone's saying they are, they're going to be a competitor for to win the AFC West and, you know, make a playoff run or even make the playoffs because we haven't seen them do that yet with Justin Herbert, then you got to figure out how to win games like these against a, a far, far inferior team, but you're not at 100%. We want to see the coaching step up, make the right moves, kind of, you know, overcome those holes in your rosters due to injury or just, you know, not having the right players in place. But I think the Chargers... They go on the road. They go. They play the Texans, who are probably, arguably, the worst team right now in football. Like, uh, you just can't lose to the Texans. So, I think the Chargers get it done. They find. I don't think it'll be pretty, but I think they do find out a way to win on the road and beat the Texans. So, Khalil Mack is tied for second in sacks with four. The league leader is Alex Highsmith, the linebacker for the Steelers, with four and a half. And also, Max is going up against someone who he's tied with second with in the NFL. Someone who probably is turning back the clock. Jerry, Jerry Hughes, Hughes. Yeah. For the Texans. He's, he's got yeah. four sacks. He was nice in Buffalo. No, he definitely was. Was always a solid player. Moving on. I think we skipped the Lions one. The Seahawks and Lions. Yeah, we, talk we about did. Them. We did not yeah. talk about the Lions. Good, good catch. Um, Seahawks, Lions. So Seattle on the road in Detroit. DeAndre Swift out. Still yeah. like the Lions. I think Amon Ra is questionable too. I think he got banged up last game. Yeah, he he was uh kind of out, mm-hmm. but I thought DJ Chark would step up, but it was Josh Reynolds who stepped up last week for the Lions. <laughs> Josh Reynolds. Uh. The Lions, they look solid, just like kind of like the Steelers, but their quarterback situation is definitely better. Yeah, they might be a quarterback away from being a uh, a playoff caliber team. I can see it. Um, the weapons look good. St. Brown looks good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Chark, who's got size. He made a couple good grabs. Swift, elite. Jamal Williams. Not a scrub, good backup running back. Could be a starter elsewhere. Definitely could. Um, defense, Hutchinson on the rise. I mean, there's a lot of, finally, maybe a lot of good things going right for Lions fans. But then again, it is the Lions. They got to prove something. But against the Seahawks, Seahawks coming off a loss at home to the Falcons, who I thought was more of a bottom-tier team. I think mm-hmm. the Lions should get the job done. They're the better team at home, they should get it done. Jared Goff doesn't turn the ball over a lot. He takes care of it. Yeah. They should be fine. Yeah, I'm going to rock with the Lions, too. I think I saw a stat that said, um, I think Jared Goff is, like, one of the best passers in the red zone right now. I think he has, like, a few t- – I think he, he might lead the league in touchdowns in the red zone or some, something like that. I know he's, he's, he's going to the ball down. We know yeah. West Coast offense. Yeah, man. he's going to he, – Jerry Goff, he's going to play safe football. He's going to get you the points. The Lions, I mean, their offense is rolling. Their team is rolling, even though they've lost a few close games and, you know, played pretty good against some teams. I think the Seahawks, they're – Seahawks are one of those fringe teams where they're kind of just in limbo right now. Do they want to rebuild? Do they have the team they want to go forward with? I think they need to lean more towards rebuilding. But, yeah, Lions are a better team. 
Lions are at home. I think this could turn into a shootout because both defense are susceptible to giving up a lot of points. And Juno Smith isn't a scrub either. We saw what he did week one playing against that Broncos team who has a they ha- they still do have a really solid defense. So I think the Lions do edge this one out in what might be a pretty high scoring game. So I'm looking at it. Red zone stats. Lamar is the best. He's 12 for 15, 80%, 91 yards, seven touchdowns, um, to mention one rushing. Jared Goff is ranked ninth. I'm not really sure how they rank it. Um, he's got 64.3 completion percentage, 9 for 14, 68 yards, five touchdowns, zero picks. Yeah. I mean, one sack. I mean, he's, in, the, in the red zone, well, you can't really ask for better, you know. You don't turn the ball over in the red zone, you're going to win games. Let's go football, yeah. No doubt. So we were on to the Browns and Falcons, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of want to treat this one like I did with the Chiefs last week. First off, Jacoby Brissett, you looked good last week. Um, Amari Cooper, wide receiver one. David Njoku finally playing and finally getting that tight end one role and looking good. Austin Hooper was there hanging over him. And Njoku, it's always been the hands. Sometimes he... Has a lot of drops, like kind of like Deontay Johnson, but at the tight end position. Um, <laughs> we love the Steely Slender. No, not even. Just that's someone who's known to drop footballs. And Njoku tends to drop easy balls, but I mean, he got targeted heavy last week, did his job. Nick Chubb is the best running back in football. Let me just go out and say it. He has he's, been for four years. He's been not Derrick really Henry. Um, Kareem Hunt, obviously, good running back. Defense, obviously, needs to do better. Um, Denzel Ward, he kind of looked like Xavier Howard did against the Ravens. He didn't look all too well. Um, Miles Garrett, obviously, car crash. Glad he's okay. I did see that. Questionable for this week. Either way, Miles, just rest. Uh, defense should be fine. Clowney should be back. Playing the Falcons, Mariota. Just one thing, fired Joe Woods. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to rock with the Falcons on this one. I mean, they're the home team. They played two tough road games with the Rams and then the Seahawks. So they're back home. They get that home field advantage. And they finally started using Kyle Pitts. Last week, we saw Kyle Pitts get involved against the uh, Seahawks. He had a pretty good game. Drake London has been making plays as a rookie, looking like if probably the best rookie receiver right now. He's just a big physical receiver. He'll just go up and make plays against corners. And kind of like you said, the Browns, their defense, I mean, it's shaky right now. They have the talent, but, I mean, it's clearly just the coaching. And Mariota, he gets it done through the air, but I think his biggest threat right now is his legs and running on the ground, and I think that could – Pose somewhat of a little, you know, problem for that Browns defense who they've been, they've had a few mental lapses so far this season. A lot of mental yeah, lapses. Yeah, so I think, you know, being on the road, if they continue to kind of have those, you know, if he plays, I think the Falcons, they're not a good team, but I think they are a good enough team to make a few big plays. They have the weapons. Cordell Patterson, he might be banged up, but if, he, if he's healthy, they get him involved. But like I said, I just I just think the Falcons at home, I think they get it done. But, I mean, I could see the Browns winning. I could see Nick Chubb just having, like, 20 carries and running all over the Falcons. But I think that defense, the miscues continue. 
you are not happy with Joe Woods. I think you become even more fed up with him. And I think the Falcons pull off a, a really nice win back at home week four. He made Trubisky not look like a bum. I mean, come on. <laughs> and Jacob Phillips out for the year, one of the Browns' um, better linebackers. has been one of their centerpieces and play callers on the defensive side. That was a big loss for them. Hopefully he gets back healthy next year. Moving on, just like you picked against the Browns, it's the team you like, so Jacksonville Jaguars in Philadelphia against the Eagles. I got the Jags winning. I like I'm not I said, mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I got I definitely have the Eagles winning the NFC. Right now they're the best team in the NFC. Uh with all due respect, the Jags you were high on them in the preseason. I was. I wasn't. Yeah. I'm buying into your hype. I'm buying into it. What I've seen from T-Law two weeks in a row, he's looking solid. He's looking like the guy we thought coming out of Clemson, finally doesn't have Urban Meyer shaking, you know, staff, all these question marks. He's got stability, and that's exactly what he needed. I mean, team's looking good. They're making the right plays. ETN's not dropping the ball in the end zone anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think this is one of those trap games for the Eagles. You know, they're 3-0 looking real good. Got the Jags. Maybe they take the foot off the pedal just a little bit just for T-Law to keep it close and maybe a little game-winning drive down the stretch. If the Eagles win it, I mean, good job for them. They should win it, but I got the Jags with an upset here. Yeah, um, I I mean, if there's any game the Eagles are going to lose – the Jags, like you said, I've been high on, so I can see it happening. Now, if this was in Jacksonville, I would be a lot more concerned, and you know, might I wouldn't. I don't think I would favor the Jags, but I would see you know a better path for the Jags to be able to win. I, I think you should be worried because the field conditions probably would suck in Jacksonville after the hurricane. Yeah, they probably wouldn't even be able to play. But I mean, at home, the Eagles are just. Right now, this offense, we have literally been the best first-half offense team in the league. I think against the Vikings and against the um, the Commanders who just played last week, we scored 24 points in the first half. And then, and then in the second half, we just didn't score. And, I mean, that's, like, we're, that's saying a lot for the defense and the offense. We've just been up big the entire time. So we really didn't have to, you know, play really hard into the second half but I think this will be this will be our biggest test of the season I think against this Jags team they're hot they're coming off some big wins Trevor Lawrence he's ascending into what I think he's right now I think you can say he's already a top 15 quarterback and I think he's slowly creeping up into that top 10 zone and um I was watching Nick Wright's podcast and apparently he's on like in identical career track to Peyton Manning. I think they both had 17 interceptions as a rookie. And then coming into their second season, I think it was some crazy stat where it was like week three, they both beat the Chargers and then like turned around their career and like made that second step into becoming like a really good quarterback. So that's pretty interesting to keep an eye on. Trevor Lawrence has that talent. I mean, we all saw him come out of the draft. He was insane at Clemson. He was the best quarterback coming out of high school. So we know Trevor Lawrence has the talent. But, I mean, right now, this Eagles defense, you were talking about the Dolphins defense. The one concern I have for the Eagles after that week one and a little bit after week two against Kirk Cousins was 
Can this D-line show up? Can we get pressure? We saw Darius play, Darius Slay in the secondary make big plays against the um, Vikings in week two. And then week three, it was all about that defensive line. Nine sacks. I believe that's a franchise record. And then I, everybody got involved. Josh Sweat, he might have the most quarterback hits or pressures in the league right now. Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham both looking like they're turning the clock back. When we're talking about players turning the clock back, they're looking really good. Hassan Reddick off the edge, he's looking good. They're slowly getting Jordan Davis involved up the middle, but I mean, he's just so big. If he can take on a double team, he's freeing up space for Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox inside. This D line is looking really, really good. I think next week that'll be that'll also be the key. We'll be able to get after Trevor Lawrence, and he's still young. He's still a second year quarterback. You might as well just say he's a rookie because of what Urban Myers did to him. But this Eagles team, I think right now we're just clicking on too many cylinders. I think it will be a close game. The Jaguars will put up points. Christian Kirk is looking like he's not been overpaid at all. Trevor Lawrence is, you know, just throwing him the ball. He's making play after play. James Robinson and Etienne are looking good at the backfield. I think we'll have to stop that run game first because I think the the um Jaguars are going to try to run the ball on us, you know, to get that play action to set up those plays down the field. But and eat that clock up too. Keep the ball out of the offense's hands. Yeah, but I mean. You saw the game the offense had last week. Devontae Smith was like 150 yards in the first half, just making play after play because A.J. Brown is such a good receiver, and he's drawing the number one attention in all the double teams. And Devontae Smith is a number one receiver in this league. He won the Heisman. He got drafted as a number one receiver. I think we drafted him at 10 or 12, so he's a top-tier, top-pick receiver the Eagles invested in. And we got that receiver in Quest Watkins to take deep shots. I just think right now the Eagles are just, they're just too much talent. This will be our biggest test, but I think we get it done comfortably against the Jags in the link. But if the Jags make it close, and even if they do somehow end up winning, it all depends on how we lose. I wouldn't be too upset because I think right now the Jags is the best team we've played so far. Moving on, the Buffalo Bills in Baltimore against the Ravens. At first you had the Ravens. I picked the Bills. Um, I think they got to bounce back. I always back. had the Bills. I always had the Bills. I think they got to bounce back. It's going to be a tough game in Baltimore. The Ravens have played two close games. Lost one in the Dolphins. Almost lost one to Mac Jones. But they pulled it off, yeah. Devontae Parker balled out against the Ravens and their DBs. Turned but, back the clock. Yeah. <laughs> looked like he was back in Miami with, like, Tannehill throwing to him. But Stop it. Um. I mean, the Bills, they got to bounce back after last week, a heartbreaking loss. They're one of the best teams in the NFL and one of the best offenses and defenses. Greg Rousseau, he's been balling on the D-line. Um, I just think they get the job done. Lamar, obviously, MVP year. But that Ravens secondary is just not looking too good. I mean, you watch Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle cook him, and then mm-hmm. you watch Devontae Parker go for 100-plus yards when – think he had like four targets through the first like two weeks like yeah come on yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna rock with the bills here as well i mean this could potentially this could potentially be an afc championship matchup if you know the chiefs somewhat fall off but i think right now it's the chiefs the bills and the ravens so right now and the dolphins well i'll you know what i'll give miami their respect i'll throw them in there they're three and oh they just beat the bills and the ravens so you know what the Dolphins. So, the Bills coming off 
this is a pretty tough two-game stretch. But, like you said, that secondary is what worries me. Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen is looking like the best connection in football right now. I think they put up a bunch of points. Stephon Diggs could have a really, really big game, and I don't think he'll fumble like Nelson Aguilar did if he catches a pretty important ball down the stretch. But, like you said, hopefully Josh, Josh Allen's hand is going to be okay. But, yeah, I think this Bell's defense it bounces back. The Ravens and Lamar, I think Lamar puts up good numbers as well. He continues to have this MVP level play. But I just think the Bills right now with Josh Allen, the way they're playing, everything's clicking. They kind of beat themselves against the Dolphins, miscues. That weather was a factor as well. It won't be that hot. I think the Bills, the Bills should win this game. So, I'm, yeah, I'm going to rock with the Bills. Gabe Davis got locked up, too, against the Dolphins. <laughs> Don't expect that again. Nah. He's too much of a dog. Don't sleep on Dawson Knox either, man. Eh, he's all right. Uh, moving on, Arizona Cardinals in Carolina against the Panthers. Got the Cardinals here. They've had a slow start, I guess. Offense started turning around last week. You saw Kyler in that Hollywood Brown connection. Um Sort of turning back their clock, even though they're young, but yeah, back I, I mean, Oklahoma. yeah, back to Oklahoma, they just look good. I mean, it's the Panthers. Uh, if the Panthers win this, then blow up the whole Cardinals team and the organization as well. <laughs> they really need to win this game if they want to actually be competitors in this league. Yeah, expect Kyler to have another big day, get James Conner some touches. And, I mean, it's not like the Cardinals – I mean, the Panthers have got McCaffrey going at all. Their offense is really not too good. This is a game that they should win. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to rock with the Cardinals here as well. And the biggest takeaway for the Panthers with me is kind of like you said, man, Christian McCaffrey, one of the best running backs in the league, arguably, if not the best pass-catching running back in the league, has not really been getting a lot of passing work. Everything he's been doing has kind of been on the ground. And, I mean, they have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. These are not, you know, the worst weapons in the NFL. These are solid, above-average weapons. And Baker's just not really been able to do a lot with them. And kind of like you said, Cardinals, they started slow. They've been picking up. Offense looks like he's gaining some speed. Kyler Murray just all of a sudden turned into a – Pocket quarterback last week, I guess. I don't know. Maybe he runs a little bit more this week. But, yeah, I think like kind of like what you said. You pretty much hit it on the head. The Cardinals want to be competitive, especially in that division. One of the We know those teams are going to be able to win games. So, Cardinals got to beat the Panthers. And I, I think they get it done on the road here. Moving on to Denver Broncos in Vegas against the Raiders. Split here. The Raiders, I think... You invest too much into this team. Go out and get Devontae Adams. And the same for the Broncos. I mean, they thought they were a quarterback away in Russ. $233 million. Russ hasn't done anything. Devontae really hasn't helped the team. They're both kind of in the same boat, in the same division. Two teams that we thought could compete and maybe flip the West. Right now, bottom of the barrel. I got the Raiders pulling it off at home. No, it's not in Oakland, but Vegas. You know those Raiders fans go hard. They got to win it. They got to get the ground game going. They have to get Devontae Adams and their weapons involved. And even if, you know, Devontae doesn't go for 100-plus, 
Renfro might be back. You know, Car safety blanket, his favorite target through the years. Yeah. Just, I'm not buying in the Broncos. Broncos country right now. They're not. They're not riding. Um, I I really agree with what you said, but I just think this game is gonna be close and ugly. You know, that's kind of how the Broncos have been playing. Kind of how the Raiders have been playing, and both of the games the Broncos have won have been those kind of close and ugly games. Now, I mean. Their coaching has been very questionable. Nathaniel Hackett looks like he's been very overwhelmed at times as a coach. Clock management has been horrendous. But the one thing I do have to give them credit for, especially last last night or on Sunday night against a pretty good 49ers team who everyone thought would be better with Jimmy G. Although we've like we know what Jimmy G is at this point. He's just like a more handsome version of a backup quarterback. Like, he doesn't play good. He just looks good. Pause. But, you feel me? I don't think... <laughs> he just called him handsome. <laughs> like, no, Jimmy, Jimmy G's Bro, good. He's just a game manager. He's like. a good-looking guy, you know? Not taking <laughs> nothing away from his game. Wait, he's saying Liv Coward should have went for Jimmy G instead of Trey Lance? I mean, hey, listen. <laughs> White boys winning. All right. Yeah, I think this game, it comes down to the wire... I think it's going to be one of those close, ugly matchups. And so far this season, we've seen the Raiders lose those games and the Broncos figure out a way to somehow win them. And like you said, this is a must-win game for the Raiders, but I just think the Broncos are the better team right now. The Raiders just can't seem to find a way to win, and the Broncos are seeming to find a way to win. And I think that that streak continues here, and the Broncos pull off an ugly victory here against the Raiders. Next game up, New England Patriots on the road at Lambeau against the Pack. One that the Pack should handle against the Patriots. Mm -hmm. They've pulled off uh, a good win against the Steelers. Lost to the Dolphins. Lost last week. Yeah. And a close one as well. This one shouldn't be as close, but after week one, like, like we predicted, I mean... Slow mm-hmm. start week one. Slow start. And here come the pack. You know, they run the north. Rodgers is always going to be Rodgers. Bill Belichick can do whatever he does to take away number one weapon mm-hmm. on the pack's offense. But at the end of the day, probably no Mac Jones. I think Brian Hoyer is their backup. I, um, yeah. I got I got the pack in Lambeau. Yeah. If Mac Jones was fully healthy and playing this game, I think this could have been a lot more interesting. And then, I, you know, I would entertain picking the Patriots here. But, I mean, no Mac Jones. This Patriots team is kind of – it's it's looked iffy at points. The offensive weapons in the beginning looked like they were the worst in the league. Last week they put up a bunch of points against the Ravens, and they we saw them move the ball. But in Lambeau – the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, it looks like he's starting to put, you know, just a little bit more trust in those young receivers out wide. I think Romeo Doves had eight targets and eight receptions. So if you're Aaron Rodgers, that's exactly what you want to see. So we should see him get a, you know, uptick in targets. Alan Lazard, he's back another week healthy. Get him going. He's played with Aaron Rodgers, so we know he has trust. And then, you know, Robert Tunyon, him get, getting him involved, he's a, another trustworthy target for Rodgers. So I think kind of like you said, you know, start off slow, 
Rodgers has to gain that trust in these young receivers like he always does every year when there's new weapons or new receivers. And I just don't think this Patriots defense is really that good. They're secondary. I mean, John Jones, he's like a questionable player at that. But, I mean, that's the only notable player I can really think of on his Patriots secondary. So I think I think Aaron Rodgers will have his way. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think it'll be somewhat close, but Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau. Give me Rodgers. <laughs> Facts. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Kansas City in Tampa, but possibly somewhere else. Uh, the Bucks are right now practicing in Miami. Yeah. Um, they definitely don't play this game in Tampa. Yeah, it's Sunday night, so it should be interesting. Depending on you know what the hurricane mm-hmm. does, but gunning straight for Tampa right now, so it doesn't look too good. Yeah. Um. I s- I got the Chiefs. They got to bounce back after last week. The Bucks just right now Brady's a prime game manager. Peyton Manning when he won the Super Bowl. Um. Yeah. He's thrown for like no more than two hundred and twenty yards a game. He's thrown one touchdown all three games. It's kind of just been. You know, getting by, and then last week they had a chance to tie it up, obviously, with that two-point conversion. Either way, the Bucks there's just nothing flashy about them. They get Mike Evans back, which is a plus. Yep. Um, if they win, good for them. But the Chiefs, I mean, after last week, they really need a win, especially after losing to the Colts. Mm-hmm. Expect Andy Reid to dial something up and get them going. Yeah, I think... I think the Chiefs win this game here as well. Kind of like you said, Brady just, he hasn't had his weapons back, you know. Mike Evans, he missed last game. He'll be back. Chris Godwin, is he coming back yet? He's still coming off that ACL tear. And then, you know, Julio Jones, we can bring him up, but he's been questionable for his entire career since like three years ago, you know. So he's up in the air right now. Their defense has been playing really good, but other than that, I don't think Tom, and I think I saw another stat, Tom Brady doesn't have a first-half touchdown this entire season or something like that. So this offense is going to start slow. I don't think you can start slow offensively against a team like the Chiefs where Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, they got great minds over there. They'll figure something up. I think they'll scheme up a win here, and we'll see the Chiefs get back on track this week against a pretty good Bucks team whose defense has been playing really well. So I think this will be another test, big test for them. No doubt. Monday night game, Los Angeles Rams on the road against divisional opponent in the 49ers. I got I got the Rams in this one. You talked about handsome Jimmy G. He's a game manager. End yeah. of the day, the Rams should win this. Aaron Donald came back for another year to compete for a title. They got to win this one. If they do, it's a big statement win. With whoever comes out on top, I mean, it's a statement win for each team in their own rights. Yeah. But the Rams, they got to find a way. They lost that home opener, uh, the ring ceremony. That was a tough loss. They got to come back and find a way here. Primetime, Monday night, on the road. They got to show that, you know, Stafford still has it. He can throw not only to Cooper Cup. We know Cooper Cup is still capable, but get guys involved. And I want to see that Rams deep. Our offense really go against this Niners defense. That'll be a good matchup, yeah. Yeah, kind of, you pretty much said everything there perfectly. I think the Rams get this one done. 
I think it will be somewhat of a statement win, even though I'm kind of lower on both of these teams at the moment. But, I mean, I just think I don't really see a path for the 49ers to win. Uh, Jimmy G can, you know, bounce back, have a really good game, but I don't think that happens against this Ram defense where you have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, two of arguably the best defensive players in the league right now. I just think they step up, make big plays, and Matthew Stafford just gets it done on the offensive side. I think, like you said, it'll be a good matchup between that Rams offense and this 49ers defense, but I like Matthew Stafford on the road. Sean McVay and that, that culture, you know, they have over there, I think that's what's really holding together this Rams team right now because, I mean, talent-wise, they're not really they're not really jumping out. You know, they're not making big splash wins. They're doing you know just enough to win, or they're kind of losing games they really shouldn't, or they're losing games they should against the Bills, but it just doesn't look good. So I think Sean McVay in this coaching, I think Sean McVay outcoaches Kyle Shanahan, even though. These two teams, they kind of go back and forth, you know, but I think the Rams get it done on the road. Sean McVay puts on a pretty good display of why he's still arguably the best coach in the league, and I think they scheme something up and just outlast the 49ers on offense in this game. Yeah, no doubt. It's going to wrap up our week four predictions in episode five here. Actually, I got one more thing. Cleveland Guardians clinched the AL Central and back to the playoffs. Yeah, Good for Cleveland. Dodgers are going for the most wins in franchise history tonight. Um, Good win for them. Excited to talk playoff baseball when it comes around, especially with the Guardians in it. Even if they lose, everyone counted them out. We're projected dead last in the division. The youngest team in baseball, I think, in overall to ever make the playoffs. So shout out Cleveland, man. They need something. They've been dry since 16 and choking that World Series. But that wraps up our episode 5 NFL week 4 episode of the Go to Go podcast. Sure. Go follow TikTok Go to Go pod. Um, like, comment, subscribe, YouTube, share, Should Apple Music, good Spotify. This weekend, man. Yeah, good games for sure. Um, you got any last comments? Oh, that's pretty much it, man. Just locking in for the weekend. We're going to be in a fucking hurricane, so not much else to do. Yeah, hurricane coming, man. Shouldn't. We'll see, man, if I go to work tomorrow or not. <laughs> it's debatable. I'm going to wake up and class, see what that so. weather is. Well, yeah. Go, yeah, so we'll be, we'll be chilling. You know they're going to slave me until I'm dead, so. <laughs> Y'all run up the numbers, so I'll have to go in. Anyways, man. Gotta do it, man. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Appreciate y'all, man, tuning in. New episode next week.